dear brothers and sisters, want to recall the words that uh, St. Paul addressed to the Corinthians and we read today in the second reading. The love of Christ impels us. Once we have come to the conviction that one died for all. He indeed died for all, so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. I wish these words were uh, printed in our hearts everywhere in the environment in which we live every day as a constant reminder. The love of Christ impels us. Are we impelled by the love of Christ? If we don't, if we are not, St. Paul writes, it may be caused by a lack of conviction that he died for us all. Are we aware that the cost of our redemption have been the blood of the Son of Man, the only man who here on earth has never been dominated nor driven by hatred, resentment, pride, selfishness, has never committed any injustice or has never pursued selfish or impure power upon anyone. The only pure man the only one who has never been compromised with evil, not even with a secret and fleeting thought. He, this man, is the one who paid with his life for our evil, for our arrogant rejection of God. Are we convicted that it was in his power to save us in a different way rather than shedding his blood, and yet he chose the way that was most respectful of our freedom and of our dignity, and he chose the most expensive way for himself. Are we aware that he chose this most difficult way, not because he had to, but because he wanted it to, out of love for us? If we are convicted about that, and yet we are not impelled by his love, maybe another cause is in the middle. Is the fact that we may, we may not fully perceive how our evil ways are deadly for us, for others, and for God. We contributed to prepare his crucifixion. This perception may be blurred by self-justification is always the other one's wrong. Or, and this is related, because we are also pervaded by a relativistic mentality in which evil any sort of evil, even the most evident ones, are raised to rights. Let's ask the Holy Spirit 
to have this awareness of our own evil, of what is evil, and again, what did he do in order to save us from this? But this is not just the end of the story. He did not just die for us. He won death for us. In the gospel, it's reported an episode in which Christ shows to his disciples his full power. He is being the Almighty. Quiet, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. No wonder his disciples were filled with awe. Luke records they were terrified in seeing this man who says to the storm, be quiet, and the storm is stilled immediately with no meteorological transition. In the same Christ, in the same way Christ ordered possessed to be freed, paralytic to stand, and dead to rise. And again, like the wind, they obeyed immediately, with no medical transition of recovery. So this is another conviction we have to regain. He didn't just die for us, but he crushed death out of his power, out of his love. God can do, therefore, anything, anything. We know we do, we know, we know this in catechism class, but do we know this in our real life? When the boat is shaking and we are there about to drown, God can, God can, and with our faith, he will. He needs our faith. We need to know that the only key for our happiness is to kneel and ask. Ask, ask whatever we want, really, really whatever we want if we turn to him and if we purify our perspective on things. And then once he grants the grace, we need to kneel and give thanks. Because if we don't close the loop, we may still believe the devil who tells us, come on, it was just a coincidence. It was not. We need to give thanks. May our Blessed Mother shape and fashion our hearts with this courage to ask, to give thanks, and to feel in our veins the compassion of what he did for us in order to grant the grace of new creation that he grants to us.